The Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast is brought to you by Flashes O Fun Photography, affordable family photography, pet pictures, senior pictures. Book online, flashesofun.com, flashesofun.com, and save $50. Also, don't miss your chance to save 38% off bulk mulch at Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils, four central Ohio locations. Kurtz Brothers, online, kbcolumbus.com. Use the promo code KBCARES. You'll get your 38% off savings in the form of a Visa gift card so you can support small businesses in the state of Ohio. on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, in 2011, the USC Trojans went 10-2 and two under Lane Kiffin. Yes, he would have looked at that. But he was fired, uh, well, he went 7-6 and six the next year in 2012. So two years in, they got Lane Kiffin there, 8-5, and 10-2. They got a chance to get Urban Meyer. I don't know that they would have fired Lane Kiffin. They didn't fire him until 2013. But if Urban had stayed out... In 2012, and the USC job was open in 2013. Yeah. Urban Meyer's head coach at USC, and I say that with a hundred percent certainty. A hundred percent. Are you sure about that? Yes, yeah, I'm I am s- sure about Why? that. Why? Why hundred percent? I thought about that. I said, "What's a hundred percent?" Pac-12 dominate the Pac-12. All the LA talent, San Diego County talent. All he can live wherever he wants to live out there. He could live in uh, along the ocean. Helicopter to practice every day. If that's what it took to get him, I think that's what USC would have done to get him. Have you ever been down to uh, USC campus? Yes, I have. You've been on campus. I've been on campus. It's a beautiful campus, isn't it? In a rotten neighborhood, but it's in a beautiful campus. Yeah, right across the street from LA Coliseum. Yes, send to the LA Coliseum for the. 42 to 3 USC victory with the great Todd Marinovich at quarterback <laughs> back in the no Big Mac Todd Marinovich days, which has since been great. debunked. The great yes, Todd Marinovich. The great Todd Marinovich. Uh, and Junior Seau. That was, by the way, the first time that people nationally heard the name Junior Seau because yeah. he was a prop 48. And uh, wow, was he something yeah, that day? He's a good player. Really yeah. good player. Hall of Famer and. Fortunately, lost Junior to uh, suicide a couple mm. years ago. Mm. And a lot of that was at CTE yeah. related. So, yeah. you know, that's we learn more and more about it. And, that, you know, that's a funny thing, Bruce. Um, as, as you age, you know, you start, you look at your mortality a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know if you do. I do once in a while. And I look at the average age of when NFL players pass away. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've been a big proponent and advocate of all my ex- colleagues and anybody i know that and do these fitness challenges and watch what you eat and all those things and you said the other day when you talked to an ex-player the common question an ex-player asks another ex-player is how are you doing how's your health yeah how's your health that's that's the biggest thing and i think now a lot of that is reference to um uh, head injuries right Mm -hmm. because and i say this but people don't believe me i i really i never have been diagnosed with a concussion, yeah, I've never been diagnosed with a concussion. I don't rem- I don't say this in to, <laughs> the irony. <laughs> yeah, the irony of this. Thank you. I don't remember ever having uh, issues with That's my, my head. That's my joke to you when you say I've never had a concussion. I say that you know of <laughs> that I know of. Yes, yes. but I, I really never ha- got checked. I know every injury that I got checked for because I was you know you're always concerned anytime you get an injury. And I was pretty uh, adamant about if something was wrong, it had to be really wrong, but if something was right. wrong, I was going to get a check because your career is on the line, so you want to make sure that you're healthy. And I don't recall, and I really have a good memory of all my times with all my teams mm-hmm. ever going to ask the doctor about getting hit in the head. Never missed a down, never missed a play, never missed anything because of it. I've heard Bernie Kozar say that back then you just – the phrase was, I got my bell rung. I saw stars, whatever. And Bernie said, you know, looking back, I know I probably had multiple concussions. Do you identify with that at all, that when you hit somebody, you were loopy for a little bit or something? Uh, not I mean, maybe a couple times, but okay. no, I, I, you know, I think for the most part, um, I really did a good job of trying to tackle with my face and using my face mask as opposed to the head top up. of the head. Yeah, yeah head I hit up. my head up. 
So you're, you know, that's absorbing the blow more than anything else, or your shoulder, of course. And well, you wore the big neck roll too. That, you know, that did nothing, as I, you know, neck injury ended my career. In fact, you know, the last neck injury I had, my head was down for some reason, and I got blindside blocked, and that was mm. the end of it in Cleveland. So, you know, to me, I do think the league has done a great job of um, filtering down to high schools to colleges, this trying to take the head out of the game and. You know, at first I was like, oh, this is football. This was, what, 10 years ago, maybe yeah. five years ago. I you remember and I were, the show. Yeah, yeah, we were down in 97-1. Um, and, you know, I was like everybody else. This is football and this targeting and all that stuff. It was but, after a Ravens-Steelers game. Yeah. I remember it very well. And I just think now, you know, the more I talk to ex-players and I see how the players have been able to adjust, I think they've done a really, really good job, and I think it's going to make our sport that we all love, at least you and I and people that listen, probably most of the people listening to this show love football, and I think the changes have been for the better, and it's one of the better things that the NFL did, and I like the fact that the NFL took the lead on this, mm -hmm. not college or not high school or not Little League, and and so it's 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 been good, and I think it's going to be healthy for our game. Yeah, the NFL has the money to do it, and they've done it, and you know, they're always will be people who are dissatisfied with the effort or claim it's disingenuous and doesn't you know doesn't reflect true concern i think the nfl's in the survival business and the nfl knows <laughs> that in order to survive it have players. has to have players and it has to uh, look at a long-term vision and that is look at parents who you want to know that the game is as safe as it can be for your kids. And yeah. so that's something that uh, they're pioneering. So good for them. Uh, speaking of oh, aches and pains, yeah. this would be a good time for you to talk about the Spielman line of CBD Health Collection products. Uh, the fine folks at CBD Health Collections uh, sent me uh, some of the sunblock yesterday. Yes. You'd given me some of the sunblock, but I think my daughter stole that as is apparently taking a cue well, from that's... your daughters to take everything that you want. Uh, so that will not be in my golf bag. Maybe this bottle will make it, or this uh, uh, particular uh, thing will make it into my golf yours. bag. Nothing yours. Like I said, the, the give, give, give. That's all I do. Yeah. Give, give. The minions. The, yes. the little beaks sticking out of the nest. More. But more, we can see more. here, for those of you watching on YouTube or Facebook Live, we have the type that you put under your tongue. We have the soft gels. We have the uh, roll-on. There's also a salve. There's yeah. there's all kind of products. Go to C, uh, SpielmanCBD.com. Check it out. Uh, I've had people call me and say it's worked for them. Not only uh, um, Bruce has had some success with it. Look at my neck move. Look, <laughs> look at it. I've had it success all. with it. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a really cool product. I'm, I'm very proud of it. I think we're doing a good job. And... and uh, I like the fact that I'm getting some relief naturally. So the quote that I use for that Spielman CBD product is no pills, no problem. I still got this covered. There we go. Uh, let's start our day, our Friday, with our COVID-19 relief drawing. Those of you who have nominated, Podcast at gmail.com. We are continuing this through the end of the year, and I believe the 40 weeks that Chris felt compelled to Give $1,000 a week away. goes into January, so get your nominations in. Once you are in, you are in until we pick your name, and you need not nominate again. This one comes from Steve Likens. So Steve nominated his family, and that is perfectly fine, by the way. There are many needy families out there. You don't need to feel bad about nominating your own family, your own husband, your own wife, your own son, daughter, whatever. So, uh, But, you know, you can also nominate a relative or a friend or someone. Everybody, there's 40 million unemployed 40 million you have to know someone who's unemployed i would dare say your odds of knowing someone who's unemployed are greater than your odds of knowing someone who has had covid so nominate them so steve likens is a winner josh posmentier uh for yun nan of the crossing bridge noodle restaurant i remember that email okay this one comes uh this one is one of the Original nominations that we received from the restaurant owner who said she was heartbroken. She had to lay off her workers. Yeah. Remember that? We pulled yeah. two the first week. Darla Stanley, I believe, is one of those workers. So that was 10, 12 weeks ago. Yeah. Name stayed in the hat. Darla Stanley will get $250. And this one is from a friend of ours, Don Gessick, who uh, used to sponsor us on The Zone. Uh, he nominates Pam Coulter. And that came okay. in on May the 22nd. So shout out to Don Gessick, a really good man. 
who ran a temp agency here in uh, central Ohio and then sold it good for him. And uh, Don is uh, headquarters here and in Myrtle Beach. So uh, Don's a good man. Thank you, Don, for listening to the podcast. Thank you for nominating. Get your nominations in Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. Good news on the COVID front. The numbers are staggeringly good. Uh, the CDC now case fatality rate adjusted is uh, 0.26 of a percent. So 0.0026. So that's very, very good. Um, 34 states had more flu deaths in 2018 than COVID deaths in 2020. Uh, Thursday, a high of tests nationwide. 453,000 of those, 5% were positive. Yeah. 5%. So the spread looks like we flattened it. Still a danger. Still be careful. Uh, the World Health Organization put out a thing today on who should wear masks. And uh, they say that you should wear a mask if you are sick or you are caring for someone who is sick. So Other than that, no. Other than that, no. So everything changes on the mask. Don't wear, a mask, don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Whatever. So that's where we are with that. Um, okay. I we, know where you are. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, no need to go into it. Okay. Sad news from the college football. Yes. Feels. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl is in search of a sponsor. Where was what? Where was that played? St. Petersburg. Did you ever do the St. Yes. Petersburg Bowl? Yes, I you have. Did? Of course oh, I wait. have. Did you do it when it was the Magic Jack Bowl? Magic Jack Bowl. You did? You didn't yes. do it when it was the Beef? I did the inaugural. Did you do the Beef O'Brady's Bowl? No, it was the Magic Jack Bowl with Sean McDonough. Did you do the Bitcoin St. Petersburg no, Bowl? No, just one. Just, just the, one. The inaugural. the inaugural. All right, who was in the inaugural? No, I, I, no idea? No. Are you kidding me? Southwest Louisiana? <laughs> Tulane? <laughs> <laughs> no. Somebody like that? Yeah. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. One of the great bowl sponsorships of all time is no more. <laughs> well. And we wish them well. Maybe they'll be sponsored by Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Bowl. That'd be good. There you go. We're doing our best for Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. They do their best for you, and they do it for the growers in Nicaragua, Thailand, Indonesia. Spiels loves. What's, what is it this morning? House Blend or House, House Blend? on the way out here this House morning. Blend on yep. the way out here. Excellent. K-Cups, they uh, roast it to your specs if you prefer it that way. Uh, light, medium, and dark roast. Single origin blends or flavor-added coffee. you got to go to their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, to see all the different options that you have. And if you're out and about in the lovely village of Mechanicsburg, stop by. Say hi to Paul, Grace, Andy, and uh, sample their coffees. Boy, they are artistes when it comes to making coffee. There's a real art to that. Being I'm sure there barista is. and Paul and uh, Grace are excellent at it. I don't know about Andy because Paul always takes the lead on that when I'm out yeah. there, but boy, it's excellent. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, and they contribute to COVID-19 relief when you forfeit your 15% discount that you get as a Spielman and Hooley listener by using the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. You can say, uh, I'll donate my discount, and you can add to it. Just note in the comment section that you'd like to do that. But take your 15% off or whatever. Most importantly, taste the best coffee out there, bought direct from growers, and then the growers do good things in those countries. So HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right, yesterday I was in Cleveland uh, staining a fence. I spent five hours listening to uh, Adam the Bull and Dustin Fox on 92.3 The Fan. Herbie was on. Herbie was on. Uh, who else was on yesterday? They had uh, Diana Russini on from ESPN. Keith Britton, our former producer yeah. at The Fan, who we started in the business as a puppy. Yep. Keith's a stud guest booker and a great producer. But the much of the topic of conversation on the show yesterday was, should the Browns add Jadavion Clowney? He's out there on the market looking for $17, $18 million a year. The Browns have the cap space. Here are your te- five highest cap space available teams, Spiels. Browns, 37 million. Redskins, 36 million. Lions, 29 million. Eagles, 25 million. Bengals, 24 million. Of that group, you know them all well. You know the Bengals, you know the Browns, you know the uh, Redskins. Did a bunch of their games. You certainly know the Lions. You've done Eagles games recently, so you know the personnel. Uh, Should any of those five be chasing Jadavion Clowney? Well, first of all, one thing in common with those five, not one of them had a winning record. No. So why, with I'm talking about that's why oh, they need Jadavion with, with the most cap space, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I I think I love Jadavion Klein. I don't love him at 17 or 18 million dollars a year. I think he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. He's really good. 
but he's not that. And if he was that, we would all we would hear about is Jadavion Clowney, like we hear about Khalil Mack, or like we hear about Von Miller, or we hear about his teammate, J.J. Watt. So I would look at adding him, absolutely. Pass rushers are a premium. Uh, I think Jadavion does a lot of good things. The only problem he's had is he's had injury issues. Right? Yes, he started has had out, injury issues. Started out of Houston, was up in Seattle. He missed his whole first year. I think he did. Um, he played 13. I don't right. think he's ever played 16 games. So That's had three sacks yeah. in 13 games last year. So 13 games with Seattle for, last for year. For Seattle. So when you look at that, and I don't know if he was injured and playing hurt and trying to do his job the best he can. So, you know, there might be bonus points there for toughness. But why am I paying a guy that? If the numbers don't back it up. And let me ask you this. Would he have already been on two different teams if he was all that? No, because Vaughn Miller hasn't been on two different that, teams. That's my and point. Miles Garrett hasn't been on two okay. different teams. There's a reason why. When guy, There's a reason why. Yeah. And the guy's paid a ton of money. He was the number one overall draft pick. Now, I don't think anybody could say Jadavian Clowney's a bust. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. No, it's not a so bust. So last year, here are the numbers. I said three sacks. Okay, well, three sacks in 13 games, the guy's a bum. No, he had four forced fumbles, and he scored two touchdowns. Yeah. So he makes things happen. Quarterback pressures, all that stuff yeah. you can look at. I guess the point is, without really looking at him, okay, how does he fit into my particular defense that I want to run? Um. I think Jadavion Clowney uh, could be a great upgrade for a lot of teams. I think the Bengals would love to have a player with Jadavion Clowney, which they basically redid their whole defense besides Joe Burrow uh, and the uh, Higgins. They took in the second round, the wide receiver. They went mostly defense, I believe. And, you know, Sam Hubbard is a nice little player, but do you think that Jadavion Clowney would be an upgrade from Sam Hubbard? Well, I think he'd be, yes, he'd be an upgrade yes. from Sam Hubbard, but I think Sam Hubbard's a really good player. That, I'm not saying he yeah. isn't or isn't. Yeah. I'm just looking at, okay, we're always trying to get better, right? I mean, that was my motto as a player. They're trying to draft somebody that's going to beat me out, and that's the responsibility of a general manager or a head coach who's ever in charge of the draft to try to <laughs> try to get people that's better than what he has. All Already, right, it so doesn't matter. Here's the option you have as as the Cleveland Browns GM Andrew Barry. You have Olivier Vernon on the team at fifteen million dollars for him. the coming season, highest paid base salary. Okay, so if they cut him before week one, they owe him nothing, and there's no cap hit. So you could take his money and convert it to Clowney. Vernon looked great in a preseason game last year. He was okay. He didn't have a terrible year. He's average, Bruce. He's but, average. He had one good, one or two good years for the Giants. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, You'd uh, cut him and go oh, after Clowney. Absolutely. Okay. Not even a question. Now, now are there's that dirty pool if they don't if they cut Olivier Vernon at this late Why? date? Did they give him a signing bonus? I'm sure they did. Did back then, yeah. yeah when they signed him. That's Okay. That's your guaranteed money. It's Everybody not, knows the rules. It's not personal, Olivier. It's no, just training business. camp hasn't started. He'll find a job somewhere. Yeah. Look, I, I think he was on a downswing in New York two years ago. You know, he, he is he $15 million a year pass rusher? Are you getting that out of him? He's not highest paid player on the team. Are you, are you, Quality. Okay. So I have a younger player who's still looking for a home, mm -hmm. who's a three-time pro bowler. Now, some of those pro bowls are reputation only, but... Yeah. All those guys are great players that make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you're not a stiff if you make the Pro no. Bowl. No. So, to me, would I, I look at it, yeah, but I would wait for Jadavion's price to go down because if he's been sitting out there this long at 17 or $18 million a year, what the market is telling him that you're, you're too expensive. I'm not ready to buy yet. Well, the... Uh you agree Seattle, with that? Yes, I do. This it's a reason why he's out there. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks had him and they don't appear to be willing to go there. Adam Schefter says the Browns have offered him the most money. Uh I don't maybe Clowney doesn't think the Browns are ready to win. Joe Woods, the Browns new defensive coordinator did a teleconference yesterday, a Zoom teleconference, and he was asked about Jadavian Clowney and he I don't know that he gushed about Jadavion Clowney, but you could definitely, <laughs> you could definitely tell he was hmm, very intrigued about well, Jadavion Clowney. Again, I mean, you get a guy that that potentially can be a dominant force 
But the, the, I like the question that you asked me. If it was that simple, no, I don't know the other salary cap ramifications, but yeah. if it's that simple. It's a, pretty clean on the Vernon side. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. I say $15 million, I can spend that $15 million on Jadavian Clowney. Now, here's the thing. I don't think I'd pay Jadavian Clowney $18 million to be, my, to be my number one pass rusher. But since I have Miles Garrett, and since he's been reinstated, Jadavian Clowney becomes a lot better because I have Miles Garrett on the other and Miles side. Miles Garrett becomes a lot better because yeah. so that's And that's, I've already seen what Olivier Vernon is with Miles yeah. Garrett and it wasn't transformative. That's uh that to me that's a lot of teams are trying to do that, get two stud defensive ends because of the pressure that it puts on offensive lines. I well, mean Brown signed Adrian Claiborne in the offseason, so he's a nice number three rotational guy. Yeah, yeah, guy. He's, a, he's a really good rotational guy. Former yeah. Iowa Hawkeye. Yeah, really good player at Iowa, I remember. I I just uh, I remember doing games of Adrian Claiborne. Never came off the field. Had some good years in Atlanta, I believe. Did, or, yes, yeah. in Atlanta, yes. So He's I, busy. He stays busy on the field. I like his Here's uh, the uh, Here's the whole thing with the Browns, and this is, you know, I just can't wait to see – Baker Mayfield. With Kevin Stefanski. Yes. I, and Baker Mayfield came out a day or two talking about how it's uh, uh, Jarvis Landry and OBJ's year. Mm -hmm. And it's up to him. And I'm, you know, the only thing that I worry about with, with Baker Mayfield was, what is this, his third coach in th three years coming up, right? So F Kitchens? Well, Who was yeah, the first one? Freddie. Oh, the great Hugh Jackson. <laughs> At Baker? And the great Hugh Jackson. Yes, don't you remember when Hugh got fired? Baker lit him up and oh, then yeah, went yeah, to Cincinnati, yeah, 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 yeah. and he wouldn't shake his hand. And yeah, so well, Hugh didn't really look at him as an option in training that, camp because yeah, why would know, he had Tyrod Taylor? Everybody gets on on Baker Mayfield, and you know because he potentially. But in fairness, I mean, the one thing in common with great quarterbacks is there's stability, right? Yeah, there's stability yeah. with the. You can go to New England. There's stability. How about Sean Payton and Drew Brees? Mm -hmm. Stability. Uh, ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin. Stability. Had Bill Cowher before that. That's all stability, man. And the the one thing that stunts the growth more than anything else in a quarterback, to me, is the constant change of new offense, new offense, new players, yep. new players. I mean, that's very difficult for a young guy to overcome. So hopefully... The patience of Jimmy Haslam will be there for Kevin Stefanski. And I understand why he fired Freddie Kitchens, but oh. I don't understand why he hired him. <laughs> no, I don't either. It's just a... You listen to the inmates. The inmates are running the asylum. That's what Wayne Fonts used to say. I'm the warden. Well, You're bought, the inmates. They the inmates the are hype, running. I guess. I... I don't know, John Dorsey. Well, they'll, they'll just pin that on John Dorsey. Okay. Okay, I have a low-cost pass rushing option for you as stand-in... Andrew Barry, GM of the Cleveland Browns. I have a 34-year-old who will come considerably cheaper than Jadavian Clowney, who played 13 games last year just like Clowney did, but this gentleman had eight sacks. And his dad is a Browns legend. Clay Matthews Jr., released by the Los Angeles Rams. Give him for minimum. You wouldn't pay Clay Matthews Jr. Um, $5 million a year? No. No. D-U-N. D-U-N, Mr. Done. Spielman. He had eight sacks last year. Ah. It's five more than Clowney. No. You're getting him as a I just, rotate. So you keep Vernon. The option would be you keep Vernon and you add Clay Matthews. So you have a fresh Clay Matthews who you throw out there with a fresh Claiborne. Those are your two rotational guys after Vernon and Garrett. I, 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 you got me intrigued. I'm all in on Clowney. I don't care. I'm all in on Clowney. See, I think the problem with for me is uh, Vernon is – is it accurate to say Vernon is more durable than Clowney? Yes. Okay. So I got Vernon, who I know will be there. And if I could keep Vernon fresh with Claiborne and Matthews. I'm not getting the production okay. for $15 million. Okay. Are, are, you get, are you getting a $15 million production? No, player? not at all. Not at all. But, you know, you overpay for guys like that. Who yeah, you, get. you do, but you got to get some type of production. Yeah. And, and, look, Jadavion Clowney, the one thing we talked about is he immediately makes everybody better. And the future and the best guy is Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett puts more fear in offensive linemen than Jadavion Clowney. 
I'm not saying it's a, it's mm-hmm. a wide margin, but Miles Garrett is sure. your future and your star, right? Miles Garrett's a beast, man. He is. He had the highest win rate on pass rush last year of anybody in the NFL. Uh, he's, I mean, he is superb. And Do you have any concern about him being mentally impacted and that translating no. into his play from his ignominious exit from the uh, game last year? Say that for Ignominious. Which means? Which means not good. Yeah. Ugly. Embarrassing. Yeah. Shameful. I uh, know. Hitting I, poor Miles uh, Mason Rudolph over the head with his own helmet. I think that um, Miles has learned a valuable lesson, in, including when to speak and when not to speak. I think the players will represent him and bring him back. Uh, I would be surprised if there's a hangover effect from his pass rush ability, from his playing ability. It, you know the beautiful thing about the NFL, and the one thing I always loved about it, Bruce, mm-hmm. Is that every year was just a like a whole new start, right? Mm-hmm. Everything else was forgotten. To be honest with well, you, there's like an average of five, four to six new playoff teams every year. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it, and that it's for like individual seasons too. Now, you might go into a season thinking, okay, you go into a training camp. I had a great season last year. I'm feeling pretty good about this training camp coming up mm-hmm. and our team and all that. Or you might go in and say, man. Those last five games of last year struggled a little bit. I know that's the last thing on their mind. I better come out here and, and kick rear end in training camp. And, and you know, you might not be as optimistic about your team. I mean, I remember on teams when 1993 team, which I thought was probably one of our better Detroit Lion teams of my career, that's when we uh, added Broderick Thomas and Pat Swilling and a couple new offensive linemen. Made the playoffs. We blew it in the playoffs. I'll never forget it, but that's neither here nor there. But going into that training camp, I knew that we had a really good team, a really good team, Mm -hmm. and it was exciting, and we were optimistic, and it was just the energy was different. In 1992, that was the year that my roommate, Eric Andelsack, got killed by a drunken truck driver. In the offseason, yeah. Wayne's brother, our defensive back coach, Lenny Fonts, uh, was also killed right before training camp. And we had a couple mm. other uh, devastating moments that happened in that offseason. So coming into that offseason, uh, there was no, or coming into training camp, there was false hope. Mm-hmm. You could just sense it. Mm-hmm. You could just feel it, right? I had a, um, I had some type of injury that I was, a back injury that I was dealing with in 1992. I missed all of training camp. Played like crap the first two or three games. I was embarrassing. Shouldn't even put on an NFL uniform. I was so sickened by my performance. Uh, Anyway. But you're over it now. (laughs) But just the difference in the optimism. So, I I mean, that's why uh, the attitude is... I know it's so cliche, but it's so true. It's the attitude going in. You know, that's why coaching is important in these yeah. meetings. And that was a little bit different back then because you were around it. There was no OTAs. Right. I, I, I participated in one OTA, mm. and that was in 1999 with the Cleveland Browns when everybody was up there in the offseason. That's sure. the only time I ever participated in that. Everything else was done on my own or at home. I wonder what kind of people we're going to see in the NFL this year because this has been such an unusual offseason with Zoom workouts and watching tape on Zoom and all this kind of stuff. Like I heard the other day, well, I was with Joe Wood's interview. Uh, he was saying, you know, they watch tape together on Zoom, right? And then they'll say, you know, they'll quiz guys. But you can only quiz one guy at a time. Yeah. And if you quiz a guy who knows the answer, the rest of the guys go, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the answer doesn't mean you know the answer. So they're trying to figure out, like, how do do guys really know the answers? Do guys really know these new systems we're putting in? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, you can hold individual calls, but you only have so much time in the day. Yeah. Well, put it this way. The NFL survived a lot of years without OTAs and just training camps, right? And there, there were new systems put in all the time. So you just have to uh, adjust, and you have to be smart. Look, NFL player, if you're not smart, you don't last in NFL. You know that, Bruce. You've covered the guys that, you know, dumb guys dumb don't guys play. Dumb guys don't play. No, they, they don't. can't they play. Don't, they don't handle the uh, systems. They don't. Mental mistakes yep. will be the first thing to get you benched mm-hmm. and the first thing you to get you got to be cut. where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be Because every coach understands that physically you're going to hand somebody their rear end, and you're going to get your rear mm-hmm. end handed to you. Uh, what they don't tolerate and never should be tolerated 
our mental mistakes. So I heard this thing about Zoom too is that I get that there's a lot of people that are going to, um, you know, have a little business plan. It might save them money in real estate costs if they don't have an office or they can downgrade mm-hmm. their office or downsize their office. A lot of people on Zoom calls, you know, aren't really paying attention. So there's having, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. So why are you raising your hand? I sometimes <laughs> on Zoom calls don't pay attention. Yeah. Is this ever going to end? Yeah, it can get a little tedious at times. Okay. Like, here's the thing. Zoom was great when it was like, new and it was better than like not seeing anybody or yeah. not like zoom church like zoom church the first five times was like great but then it just got to the point where i'm like i really want the human that's, interaction that's, but we're I'm not built for the now, human interaction that's the thing we're not built this way right? we're not built to be cubbied up somewhere in a hole no, but yeah and we're not built to but to, to interact or socialize with people through a screen yeah i, I do think there's a time and place for it like rick said sure you know, when they have their draft meetings next year, they're going to be able to save a ton of money, and they can still be just as effective with his scouts on on Zoom calls, where you don't have to bring everybody in all the time. Right. So I uh, I just don't think it's going to it's going to be popular. I just don't think it, it's. I think it, this is my market thinking that I'm a financial guy. I think that Zoom will always be successful, but I think it's going to lose its shine here. And people are going to go back to human nature, and human nature is, you know, you want to do business in person. I just think that's the way it's it's going to go. Yeah, I think we'll I could see a, be really wrong on that, which I wouldn't be surprised. But hey, we'll see. You can go in and visit with an attorney at Willis Spangler Starling, great law firm in Hilliard. And when you go in to meet with an attorney, you'll actually meet with an attorney, not with uh, someone who's just there to be a gatekeeper. Willis Spangler Starling Personal Service, and they can handle anything. That comes up in your life. It's good to have an attorney, a go-to attorney. And uh, Stan and all the great attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling can be that for you, whether it's workman's compensation, social security, disability wills, estate planning, personal injury, employment law. They can cover it all. We look for them online, willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Ethics, highest integrity, character, Great people, Willis Spangler Starling, online, willisattorneys.com. All right, the NFL owners yesterday did something that I like, but I think I'm in the minority because I hear a lot of people mad about the fact that the owners did not address the alternative to the onside kick. The alternative onside kick, they're going to replace the onside kick with, okay, we're behind, we want an onside kick, so instead of onside kicking... We're going to go to our own 25-yard line, and we're going to put on the scoreboard that it's 4th and 15. And if we convert it, then we just keep on going from right there because 4th and 15 would get you to the 40. So that's presumably 10 yards behind where you'd be if you got the onside kick. I hate that idea. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it because I guarantee you the conversion rate on – Fourth and fifteen or third and fifteen is astronomically higher yes. than the get rate on an onside kick. I hate the idea. I hated it from the beginning. If you want to make it fourth and twenty from the ten yard line, okay, then I'll listen. But fourth and fifteen, fifteen yards is not that difficult for a team that has a really good quarterback. Not in today's day and age of football. Come so. on, that's. Stupid. I mean, it's difficult. Don't get me wrong, but just the you throw jump balls to a guy like Nuke Hopkins or well, Julio you get a Jones. defensive holding. It's a first it's down. It's a five yard penalty that turns into automatic first down. So I'm glad they actually tabled that. There, there maybe a like you said, maybe a fourth and twenty. Are there parameters where you'd say, okay, I'll go for that. I'm even like fourth and twenty five. Like, I mean, that to me, I'd like to know the conversion rate, and that'd be very easy for the NFL to track. What's the conversion rate on down and distance, third and 20, fourth and 20, third and 25, fourth and 25? Because if you're going to get the conversion rate to match up to the onside kick, then I'll listen. Yeah. But you should take a bigger risk than at your own 25. Yeah. It should be from your own 10. Yeah, I don't know why they made it. Like, That's way I, too easy. When I, for, well, relatively speaking, of course. What's the conversion rate of onside kicks? It's only I got to believe it's less than ten percent. I got to believe that too. I'll look at I'll Google it. See no, if we can find that. Out. I think it's less than ten percent. 
I like your alternative, though. I think I would be comfortable with fourth and 20 from the 10, from your own 10. Yeah. You know, that's make or break it. I, I can live with that. I don't know what the problem is. With Four the- of 52 onside kicks in 2018. That's 8%. It's okay. Dropped to 6% the first 11 weeks of 2019. Yeah. So you have to have a 6% chance, and so the conversion rate of 4th and 15 or 3rd and fifth, well, 3rd and 15, I don't think you get a true measure because a lot of teams are in two-down territory and pick it up. But The success rate on 3rd and 15 last season was 14%. Okay. Now, sometimes teams run the ball on 3rd and 15 if they're in bad field position. Yeah. So that- or or they make a decision that they're going to go for – they have two downs to get those yards, you right. know, go for it on fourth down. So, uh, wow. Now, that is interesting. Fourth and 15 has a success rate of 16.8%. So that's double. So that proves my point. It's yeah. way too easy. It's way easier than getting an onside kick. Do you think it's Plus, more exciting for the fan base? I mean, because let's. If it's from your own 10 and it's fourth and 20, let me put in <laughs> fourth and 20. <laughs> Because I really think teams like the Saints, the Packers, teams that have elite quarterbacks, I think would go to this, there'd be a deep analytical study on it. You know, there's this guy, Kevin Kelly, who's a high school coach along the eastern seaboard somewhere, who onside kicks every single time and never punts. And there are people who say that's the way to do it, you know, because the numbers work out. I don't know that the numbers would work out. But I think the problem with this is if you have a really good quarterback – you already have an advantage in the NFL. And it gives a team that already has an advantage a bigger advantage. Well, double the rate, double the success rate, I think is a little strong. But I do think it's interesting for the fan base, right? I think it would – they tabled this idea, but I think it's interesting uh, from the fans' perspective. What do you think about the sky judge coming in? I've I've advocated for the sky judge for several years because I just think the power of the sky judge. Well, but I mean, why? Because when we watch games on TV, look, what do we say in life when you're overwhelmed and magnify things? You got to back away and get a different perspective. And I think the sky judge in the booth has a wider perspective. When we want, when we watched on TV, the NFC championship game, Rams and saints, the Nikel Roby Coleman hit along the sideline. Didn't we all think right away, well, that's pass interference. Mm-hmm. That's pass interference. But the, the the judge is right up on it. The game is so fast. Yeah. Guys occasionally will miss call. I think they do a phenomenal job they seeing do. stuff in real time. I'm amazed how good they are. But once in a while they miss one like that. And I don't want the sky judge every single down. Yeah, that's what I worry about. In. But sometimes you'll see a pass rusher come off the edge and a guy's got his jersey and you're like, well, that's holding and they don't call it. Yeah, but you, I think once or twice a game, a sky judge would be great. Yeah, I don't want him up there if a guy misses a holding call because that's you don't want to sit there. The old adage goes, you don't want to sit there and call holding on every play, every play yeah. which you very well could. So if there's a holding call missed, I can't have that guy come down there and say, hey, the offensive tackle was holding. Well, there was a holding call in the Super Bowl on a big play from Mahomes to somebody down the field, and it was obvious that it was holding and it wasn't called. So it's In that just, kind of a situation, it, you the could argue it tilted the, the outcome of the game. Does the Sky Judge have the power to throw a flag from the I think the, the Sky the Judge, if I were doing it, I would try it for a year where the Sky Judge is just like a field judge, just like oh, a side no. judge. He goes, whoo, no. buzz down, bam. And I just say it, holding no. side judge. No. No. No, because first of all, you can't see everything that well, goes Well, then he's on. like a replay official then. You're just making him another, you're just giving a replay official a different name. Yeah, I don't want a sky judge. I do. I hate it. I hate I everything want, about sky I want sky the onside judges. kick left in football. Sky judge. Done. D-U-N. Done. D-U-N, along with Clay Matthews Jr. <laughs> D-U-N. Hey, Clay Matthews Jr. had a great career. You asked me if I wanted him. I don't want a 34-year-old. But he's on a budget. The man's on a budget I, now. I don't want a 34-year-old. You know what you want? How? No, I'm, how not, many, I'm, I'm not making you're Jimmy it personal. Haslam, here's the, if you're Jimmy Haslam, you're sitting there going, how many Clay Matthews Jr.'s jerseys could I sell yeah. because of his dad? By the way, I'm going to say something now that will end. It would be a nice story, by the way, if Clay Matthews nice Jr. Story. finished his career in Cleveland. And Clay Matthews was just a freak of nature mm-hmm. by playing linebacker in the National Football League for 
20? Walk on at USC. Tw- 20 years? I don't think quite 20 I, years. I think Clay Matthews' career hit the 20s. Wow. I you think. Clay Sr. Yes. Yeah, Clay Sr. Yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was really good. Probably one of the best offensive linemen I ever played against. And he played all three positions equally well. I believe he's in the Hall of Fame as Bruce Matthews, the brother. So just a great player. He is in the Hall of Fame, and there are many Browns fans who want Clay Sr. in the Hall of Fame. And he was a really good player, but he was just not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Oh, he was a great player. I I don't think he was a Hall of Famer either. I think he was a great player, though. And his longevity was amazing, and it's a credit to him. And a good guy. Yeah, really good player. I'm not saying he wasn't a good player. Uh, be, He's a really, really good player. Hey, but. you can be a great player and not be a Hall of Famer. I'm sitting across from one. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't say that like, oh, look at me. I, I've no, you said it before. I'm yeah. not a Hall of Famer. There's no, I'm not even close. I was a pretty good darn player for. I was a consistent player, consistently good player. You're extremely good player, highly consistent for a very yeah. extended period of time. Right. Not a Hall of Famer. But you needed two or three more years at your peak, and I think you would have had it if you hadn't gotten injured. Mm, no. I mean, when you get up to a seven, eight-time Pro Bowler, then that's, yeah, you know. Yeah, if I could have got, yeah, well, yeah. By the way, you ever watch the Titan games on TV? It's yeah. kind of like a gladiator thing. Yeah. See Joe Thomas on there? No, I hate it. I hate Titan games. You do? Why? I hate that show. It's boring. Boring? No, I like, Titan I like games? Stone Cold Steve Austin's Skull Crusher Ranch or whatever it is. Where they do he you have to do his obstacle courses. You ever see that I'm not one? Not familiar with that. No, I'm familiar with American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, that those guys are nuts. They're better. Um, Great athletes. They're they're all about 110 pounds though. I don't think I would. They are. Do they're well. they're wiry. Those guys. Those ninjas are wiry. I think the Titan guys are just big. Can't strong find out dudes. how many years Clay played. I'm trying to look for Clay Senior here. Get the producer Junior, on that. Junior dominates all the uh, Google searches. Um, now that's his dad. Now this is Clay Senior, Senior. Like so. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, don't Clay, worry. Clay Junior played a long time, and Clay. I guess he's Clay the Third. So there we go. There you go. Um, we want to remind you, if you're a small business owner, this is a challenging time for you. You're ramping back up. Uh, I had uh, breakfast at Abner's and Hilliard on Tuesday, and Jackie, our waitress, said they're, you know, they're open but less than half capacity. So, How was it? Were there people social distancing? There was a table. <laughs> A table of guys, like ranging in age from twenty five to forty five, sitting out front, just like having a big time, taking selfies. I, they looked like they were drinking beers. I don't know if they were drinking beers, but it looked like they were drinking beers. Maybe they were third shift guys. I don't know. Okay. I don't want to get the restaurant in trouble. You're no. are you allowed to serve alcohol at that hour? I suppose you are. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. But anyway, they were having a big time. They were not socially distancing. Okay. And but there were it was them and my group in there. Normally it. at Abner's it's it's very busy and it's busier. Usually their clientele tra- uh, tra- uh, trends older. So anyway, you know, you've got a small business and you're trying to think, okay, we're back open. Do I bring everybody back? What if I have somebody who's immunocompromised doesn't want to come back? Sure. And I but, but I need somebody. If you separate, you know, how do you separate from somebody? How do you separate on Zoom? How do you do all questions that are good questions, vexing questions, which means difficult. You're going <laughs> to ask me what that means. No, I, I'm asking you for everybody else. I, I yeah, know what it means. Of course you do. But <laughs> at any rate, you need someone who knows these <laughs> answers because, look, do you want to start your day on a hold phone menu, press this for that, then you get cut off after you bet. No, you don't. Uh, I was on there with Spectrum the other day, yesterday for three hours. Just nonsense. Go with auiinfo. Exactly. auiinfo.com. Small business experts because they are a small business themselves. They're a health insurance brokerage in Akron, Ohio. They service the entire state. They can help you as an individual. They can help you as a small business. As I said, Chrissy, Julie, their HR expert, uh, Again, driving to Cleveland yesterday, listening to podcasts. I heard all these HR this, HR that, pay pay this much per month, blah, blah, blah. Get your HR expert. Why don't you just go with AUI Info and you get Julie anytime you want her? AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com. And small business owners, send us an email and tell us, you know, I'd like to try out a conversation with Julie on Zoom and we'll put you in the hopper for a uh, one hour free Zoom call with Julie. Good. 
uh, Yutzi's uh, farm market uh, first winner of that. So congrats to uh, Yutzi's, and uh, thank you to auinfo.com. Um, guess what I have? Fox Sports Ohio. You have Fox Sports Ohio on your TV. Yeah. Do you? Congratulations. <laughs> well, I have it. Uh, it says something like channel unavailable. I've been paying for it. You're just trying to get me going, aren't you? No. Hey, you know what? No. We're on the cusp of June, and that's when my Dish Network contract ends. I'll be an unrestricted cable free agent. You are? In June. What, what are you going to do? My two-year agreement will be up. What are you well, going to do? Well, I'm going to go Jadavian Clowney. I'm going to go shop for, for the best <laughs> offer, my friend. You think Although you have the, something? The demand for me as a customer might be less than the demand. I for want Jadavian you to go Clowney. to pastoral school. The other, <laughs> you do pastoral? <laughs> to learn how to pastorize is past, milk. Is it pastoral or pastoral? Pastoral. pastoral. Okay. Pastoral um, school. You know, there are a lot of people who tell me to go with the YouTube TV. Would you be comfortable going with the streaming TV? I, well, I'm streaming now. I had my choice between YouTube and Spectrum. And so you I, have no cable. Yeah, no, I have. Well, cable. you're in the city, though. Yeah, you have cable. You I have, really- I have cable, but I no boxes, nothing, all done. D U N. I got a, every. That's because I talked to Brenneman. That's when he gets. Excited. That's Tom Brenneman's thing. Yeah, D U N. Yeah, I can't stop saying it now. Okay. I, I I do pick up the other speaking habits of people that I'm around. But anyway. So I got Roku. Do you know what Roku is? Uh, it's some kind of a streaming service. Yeah, so it's streaming. So I just go on. I turn the TV on. Here comes all the apps, Netflix, all that. Yeah. And there's a Spectrum app. I, I click on that. Then I got all the Spectrum channels. I bought the gold package. Of course I, you did. I, no, I said, look, I get nothing. I get nothing. The beaks are out. Yeah. Give, give, give. If there's one thing... I want is I want as many TV channels as ever humanly possible. I have over 200 channels. Good for you. <laughs> and can you watch Patty the Millionaire w- Matchmaker? I can watch. Yeah, I can watch it all. Good. Hi, designers. And also, <laughs> remember that one. I do, yes. <laughs> I get to watch the Blue Jackets when they're on. Uh, Good for you. When they play the Maple Leafs. Yeah, you can come over. to watch them. <laughs> yeah, I bet I can't. Uh, you'll have me moving boxes. How long will it take you to unpack the boxes? Now there's a big, big, big night tonight. Uh, First night in the new house. Well, we had we had uh, the minions and their uh, significant other minion over all of them last night, and of course I bought them dinner again. <laughs> where where did you purchase dinner last night? Uh, Greek and uh, Bibby Bop, I think. Nice, but no, they did a good job. They all were helping over there on packing. I was focused on getting the gym set up. Is it all set up? Yes. Is it? Well, I love it. Is it in the garage? Yes. I got to get some pictures hung and all that, but the necessities. Excellent. You want to talk about hard workers, dude? Your uh, gym at the house you're moving out of was pretty spectacular. Yeah, this is is a garage gym. Yeah. So I can open up that garage door. Do you have the whole garage? Yeah, everybody's got to park outside. You'll survive. I... My my family, I grew up. We didn't have a garage. Okay. We, you know, we grew up in those houses in Canton that had a, a bungalow, a, 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 a garage the size of a shed. Yeah, it was disguised as a garage. Mm-hmm. And so everybody were, you know, I'm getting a two car garage. That's that was the only deal I had. Two car garage, and I want to do a garage gym. You can do whatever else. I could care less. I'm going to do a garage gym. Which unfortunately, I had to lay the floor, the rubber floor. Oh my! Which you would have been see. Do it yourself. Do it yourself or spiels. No, I. I that's a new no. One. I lost that fight okay. because Carrie said it's therapeutic for her to do that type of work. And so could Carrie's I help very her? handy. Yeah. Well, whenever something breaks, the kids come to me. I say, I don't know. Go ask the man of the house. Carrie. I ran into <laughs> Carrie one time at Nutter Hardware, and I'm like, Carrie, what are you doing here? And she's like, Oh, our washing machine <laughs> broke. I'm fixing it. I'm the Youngstown girl. I'm like, I love you. She's great. You didn't get my go ask the man of the house. Joke? Yeah, go oh, ask okay. the man of the house. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So I opened up the garage. So the only thing I wanted, and I got, I have the garage gym yeah. and 200 channels and the Blue Jackets went around. Good for you. And the Reds, so I can watch Tom. My kids always say, Dad, you'd hate streaming. It'll just sit there and spin and spin and spin. I don't know that I'd hate streaming. I don't think you would. They I always say our internet is crap. I never have any problem with our internet, even here in the two men in a basement studios. No, I actually have internet. Well, 
I mean, I, although they would know. So what do you have? What, what? We have Dish, which means we pay for channels we don't get for six, <laughs> eight months. Because Fox Sports regional networks and Dish can't come to an agreement. What I mean, what when other you call you? Dish and you go, hey, I'm in the sports business. I kind of need my sports channels. If you're not going to give them to me, let me out of my contract. Oh, it'll be $25 a month times eight months. Yeah. Well, they would you sign it with blood? I guess. You can't get out? Yeah, I used to have four kids. I had to give one of them to Dish to get them to come out and give me a contract. <laughs> what? So, yeah, we've had everything. We've had Spectrum. We've had Dish Network. We've had Why did you direct. go with Dish? We had, I went with Dish because they give you the two-year rocking deal. And then at the end of two years, and I never understand this about cable companies, the customer acquisition cost for an existing customer is zero. So if you're going to replace me with a customer, I don't know what you're going to spend to get them, but I know you're going to spend more than you would spend to keep me. So they won't give you the discounted rate going forward. They'd rather lose you as a customer because they're playing a game of chicken with you. They're I'm betting good. you won't get a new provider, and I will win that every single time. Well, you have to look at the streaming options. I'm going to look at the streaming options this time. Maybe they've gotten it perfected even out here in the uh, hinterlands. Yeah, I, I have not had a problem out here. I, I, I love talking to you about <laughs> about the remote your, your, location where i live no your cable wars yeah cable wars that's right <laughs> when you <laughs> when, i love you i give you permission like i will hold no accountability towards you <laughs> on twitter on twitter when you go after <laughs> your cable me a wars. twitter hall pass yeah. on cable right. <laughs> just on cable I, got, I made a guy mad on Twitter the other day. He came at me hard when I asked a question about why doesn't Amy Acton give the death rate, you know, relative, whatever. And he's like, he got so mad. And I'm like, why do you get mad when I just ask for information? And then he's like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Clay Travis. Well, here's the thing, people. Why you get mad Don't if Clay gives copy them? me on your Twitter battles. Don't copy me on it. If it's not a direct comment to me. Don't copy me on it because interested. I might assume you are talking to me and I might respond and then it'll make you mad. Yeah, so well. whatever. Uh, I heard a really good message on the way to Cleveland yesterday in practical terms. You and I have talked before about as we transition into the faith aspect of the podcast here about knowing what you believe and why you believe it and yeah. about how you have to make a choice on who Jesus is. It's the most important decision you'll ever make and you're free to make whatever decision you want, but just know why you're making it. And I thought about some colleagues of mine who are um, n not interested at all, I would say, in um, spiritual questions, matters, conversations. And I just thought, you know, a very easy way to talk to them about the gospel, which I will the next time we uh, have a sit-down. They're guys that I might sit down and do an hour-long conversation with on a podcast— is just to say, do you think Jesus lived? Do you think there was a, a figure named Jesus of Nazareth? Do you think he lived? Well, I think the historical record is, yes, he did live. Okay, if he lived, then he said he was the Son of God, and he said he was the only way to heaven. So um, do you think he was crucified? If he was crucified, do you think he rose from the dead? Like, just tell me why you would not believe him on him saying so about apologetics, basically. He was. Yeah, basically just like, you know, a lot of people, I think, dismiss the question of Jesus by saying, well, I think he was a prophet. I think he was a, good, easy way out. a good man. Look, he was either a crazy person, he was either a liar, or he was who he, he said he was. So this is the only three. That's the C.S. Lewis thing. C.S. Lewis thing. Liar, yeah. lord, or uh, and, lunatic. And so, you know, if I told you, I was thinking of this in, 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 in real world terms. If I told you that the bridge on Woody Hayes Drive, right before you get to Ohio Stadium, was under construction, you live in UA, you live on Lane Avenue, and you've been going to Ohio State football games for 40 years, and I say, hey, by the way, did you know the bridge over you know, the river mm -hmm. to the stadium is closed? It's under construction. You'll have to go um, up Lane Avenue down High Street, and come in the other way. Would you, on game day morning, would you ignore what I told you and say, no, I don't, you know, you told me that's closed, no. but I'm going that way. No, of course you wouldn't. You'd listen to me telling you the one way you can get into Ohio Stadium. So my question would be, if Jesus lived, and you agree he lived, and you agree he 
died or whatever. And he says, I'm the only way. I just want you to know, like, why would you not believe that? Or you can't say, yeah, he was a prophet. He was a good man. No, he said he was God. He said he's the only way to heaven. So don't dismiss the Jesus question by saying, well, I think he was a good guy. And I think he was a prophet. But, you know, I don't go for the whole he's the only way to heaven thing. If you think he's a good guy and you think he's a prophet, then he's telling the truth and you got to like go with his truth. Or at the very least, investigate on your own because as you said, everything it's on it's the most important thing in the world. So at least take the time if you're going to investigate and invest in other things in your life, then you might want to think what's at stake here because there's two things at stake. Either there's eternal life or there's nothing. Or eternal damnation. Yeah, or damn, so yeah, there's, so there's three eternal things. Eternal torment. So, you know, but I'm talking about two choices to make. And I always go back to what you and I, I think we started saying this at the very beginning of the podcast. Um, if I'm right and you're wrong, that's bad. It's really bad. If you're right... And I'm wrong. I'm losing nothing. I'm not, I'm out nothing. Reality <laughs> is no. what it is. Yeah. Okay. It, if you're it, right. Good for you. But I've still. I would say I still win because I benefit from right. living in such a way that I'm at peace about I'm, my future. Yeah. I'm talking about when you know when the when the when they shut the when everything's gone yeah. when you're dead. One of us is going to be right, and one of us is going to not you and I, but one yeah. of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. Yeah. What's the stakes? Well, if Chris and Bruce are saying this, what do I have to lose besides everything to at least look at it? Yeah. To at least look at it and invest in it. And it's your choice, your decision. But guess what? If you're right and you're um you have the belief, the belief of atheism, which is fine. If you're right, you have that belief, and I'm wrong, then I lose nothing because there is nothing then. There's no point. Okay, you know, just I'll just exist for one of my 54, so I'll exist, God willing, as maybe 20, 30, hopefully more years. Yeah. But if not, I got no problem. Yeah, it just struck me that a lot of people will go up to a point with Jesus and say, yeah, he was a prophet, he was a good man, I believe that, I believe it. But, you know, the whole... The whole, like, son of God thing, the whole, like, only way to heaven thing, I don't believe that. Well, you can't believe he's a good guy yeah. if you don't believe everything. If he's a good guy, then he why would why would he come and tell you all these things? Why would he lie to you? Well, he's you, a good guy. Yeah. You forgot the last uh, part of that C.S. Lewis quote, uh, quote. Share it, please. Which is, uh, he does not give you the luxury of choosing that he was just a good guy. Those are the choices. That's it. Yeah. So he was either lying to you, he's crazy, or he was who he yeah. said he was. Yeah. Those are your only choices. Yeah. So anyway, I'd be it'd be interesting to see a breakdown of um, on a faith basis of how how people with faith are responding to the COVID pandemic and how people with not with not a faith responding to the pandemic. Just be interesting to see. I, I kind of think I know the answer. Yeah, but I would have to do a study on it because I, I'm, you know, there's studies where I've been mm. surprised before, but I kind of think I know the answer. But uh, I, I bet you there's a big divide. Yeah, there's no, there are no absolutes. Not a hundred percent. There are people from my church who have surprised me with how fearful they are of it. Mm -hmm. But most of the people are not that. What's fearful it? I got, I got to get going here. But yeah. what's your, what's your church update? Uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And so let me share a quick email here. SpielmanHooleyPodcast okay. at gmail.com from Jim. He says, I just want you guys to know how much you've helped me cope with the past few weeks. I walk six miles a day, listen to your podcast. Nice. Uh, I so appreciate and agree with your perspective and find inspiration to be a better Christian. And finally, to let you know, as a Buckeye alum, my man cave was full of appropriate artwork. Save one wall. Now I have purchased a Spielman signed jersey that will be framed and hung as the last thing I see when I leave the house. I want to be like Chris. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh -huh. You are an inspiration to all. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you very much. He wants to be like you. He wants to go move. <sighs> no, the movie no, is move. never again, dude. Sleep well tonight in your new abode. Oh, I did. I, I told everybody I, they were all over there eating the food that I pay for constantly. 
That's your job. You're a provider, my friend. <laughs> it's all I do. But uh, I said, all right, this is it. Last move. Next time, next move I make, I'll be out. And, uh, they'll be moving me out in a body bag. Are you having so. a celebratory dinner tonight? A big cookout no, or anything? No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I you just know. I just go and I walk. How in much there. is left to do today? Can you imagine, Bruce? It's uh, it's daunting. That last time you shut the door and walk out of the house, it's kind of who me for kind of somber. No, the the house we're out of the other house. Oh, you're out to start at nine a.m. Like now, where they're out. Wow, their the, the their movers are coming in at nine. Mm. We're we're done. Everything's out of that house. Was I sad? No. Okay. Were the family sad? Yes, but. My daughter's sad. You're yeah. leaving her. I, I mean, I love that. I love our house. Funny kids. This is how funny kids' logic. She goes, my youngest. She goes, why would anybody move out of a house with a with a pool? Why? I said, well, you'll have to ask Chris. Well, uh, so if you see her, which one, Lexi? I'll just tell Lexi that, <laughs> honey, Mr. Spielman doesn't have a money tree in our backyard like I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Anyway, have a great weekend, everybody. everybody. Have a great God weekend. We will talk to you again on Monday and get those nominations in. Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com.